Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch, chop, retrofit. So Chelsea has some, uh, some opening banter for us, uh, and I think it has something to do with some beef. Yeah, I got, a little, I got a little bit of beef with Sean. Why? Um, the Photoshop. It was brought to my attention that I look like a Nazi. Who said that? Travis did. I, that was my immediate impression. Uh, but this it, is not a revisionist history <laughs> podcast, or is it? Welcome to Season 9, Episode 6 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... Travianese Waltz, a.k.a. John Travolta. Oh, yeah. A.k.a. Mikhail Travishnikov. Oh, nice. And I'm joined, as always, here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Assassination Tango... A.K.A. Bring It Sean, A.K.A. Black Schwan. <laughs> In our third seat, Chop Shop Regulator, Billy Chelliot, A.K.A. Chelwee Dance, A.K.A. Strictly Chell Room. <laughs> and making her triumphant return to the show, reprising her role as my lovely wife, Michelle. Drink. <laughs> Merengue Michelle. A.K.A. Macarena Michelle, A.K.A. Michelle Arena. <laughs> Further description of the show, the tagline says, Watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Disclaimer, though, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. Get on point. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. And with that, we're going to head into our first segment, which is going to be movie news. And this is where throughout the week we try to pay attention to stories that pertain to the world of cinema or remakes or just that our listeners, you, the chop shoppers out there, might find interesting. And unfortunately, we do have to start it off with a couple of RIPs. Uh, rest in peace and rest in power to Gavin McLeod of the Clan McLeod. There can be only one. Highlander. No, he was Captain Steubing on Love Boat. He was also a regular on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. He was 90 years old. Uh, his career began in films in 1957, and in 1965, he starred in The Sword of Alibaba. He also appeared in A Man Called Ganon, Thousand Plane Raid, Kelly's Heroes. So he did do uh, some film work as well as television. No cause of death was revealed, but McLeod had been in ill health during the past few months. And that comes to us from Deadline.com. Next, rest in peace and rest in power to actor Robert Hogan, who appeared on The Wire and Peyton Place, died at 87. So once again, an actor who was more of a television actor or more known for television, but who also did some film roles. He was in Species 2. Oh, he got a shout out in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that comes to us from Sean on Hangouts. Next, <laughs> uh, rest in peace and rest in power to both of them. Glenn Close joins Josh Brolin, Peter Dinklage, in a comedy called Brothers. And I heard that this is a, a sequel to Step Brothers. Next, a Wedding Crashers sequel is apparently in the works for HBO Max. Uh, that comes to us from the AV Club. And this is a weird one. The Flash film drops a bloody Batman teaser with Watchmen overtones. So the Flash movie that's coming out in 2022 or something 
did a teaser for the Matt Reeves, the Batman, and the artwork. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. it the artwork looks like Michael Keaton's um, bat emblem, oh. but it also has like the blood that you would oh from recognize the Watchmen. From the Watchmen. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. This came to us from friend of the show and friend of the brewery, Philip Guyton. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Director's Cut adds 20 minutes of deleted scenes. Restored from an old VHS tape by dedicated fans, an extended version of the 1993 cult classic Super Mario Bros. film is now available online. I have a correction for you on that. Yes. Dedicated fan. <laughs> there can't be more than one. And that the, the headline was on uh, comicbookreview.com. Next, Mission Impossible 7 halts filming after a positive COVID-19 test, and Tom Cruise is probably furious. I find it remarkable that they're still making those movies. Me too. The, the first one, I remember when the first one came out, I was in high school. I was like a junior in high school. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, next, John Wick 4 casts martial arts superstar Donnie Yen, and all is right in the world. He, um, you would know him from the... Ip Man series about real life martial arts legend Ip Man, right? Yep, man. Also, this is our last story for the week. Doctor Strange 2 writer says he looked to Anthony Bourdain and Indiana Jones for touchstone inspirations for the character. That makes sense. That tracks. All right. And that's from theplaylist.net. And that will wrap us up on movie news for the week. Do you guys hear a phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Ahoy, Chop Shoppers! Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn fell in love after working on Swing Shift. Billie Eilish provided Automated Dialogue Replacement, or ADR, in X-Men Apocalypse. I wasn't able to find any detail on whose dialogue she worked on. Gal Gadot was crowned Miss Israel in 2004 and competed in the Miss Universe pageant that year. Fun fact, years ago, my mom won a Laserdisc player and a copy of American Graffiti to go with it. My dad went out Laserdisc shopping soon after, and he ended up buying a copy of Two Idiots in Hollywood featuring Stephen Tobolowsky. That's all I got. Bing! See you next week. All right. Thank you for that, Dana. I appreciate it. And uh, don't worry, Sean ADRs me all the time. That will close the doors on the Department of Corrections for this week, bringing us to the theme of the episode. Chelsea, this was your idea. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about dance movies. Dance movies. And there's a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. um, surprisingly so. I think we should probably go around the room and talk about our own experiences with the world of dance. I, for one, um, have many, many years of training shaking my booty mm -hmm. and getting funky. Sean? Well, one thing I have in common with Phil Collins uh -huh. is I can't dance. <laughs> uh, Chelsea? I have been dancing since I was three. Uh huh. Until, gosh, I was probably about 18. Wow. That's, um, that's really early. But I guess, like, if you. If you want to groom a professional dancer or somebody who's going to be successful, you got to start them young, right? Or is that too young? No, I don't think it was too young. I liked it. It was a fun 
you know, silly ballet class. Mm-hmm. And then it got more intense as I got older. Were you like in competitions and stuff? Oh, yeah. Michelle, my lovely wife, you also have some dance experience, right? What was Yeah, I danced ballet, jazz, and my... Later, I eventually begged my mom to let me take tap because she she was always old school, thought it was tacky. But <laughs> yeah, she never I, would have let you take hip hop. Most definitely not. <laughs> but I later ended up going to cheerleading eventually, and you know you dance there too a little bit, and that's you got to keep it clean enough for the audience, <laughs> high school aged audience. <laughs> All right. So, any uh, further thoughts on the genre itself? Well, I mean, dance it, movies. It, it it goes back to you know some of the earliest stages of film. I mm-hmm. mean, the big giant productions, the big follies. You know, those the MGM of, musical. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, Fred Astaire. Yeah. You know, that that type of Gene film. Kelly. Gene Kelly. Uh, yeah, uh, those typified dance and, and film, and you know, we've talked about this before. Those kinds of movies were so popular because access to Broadway was not available yeah, to much of America. Attainable. So putting it on film was was just made sense. So uh, yeah, dance and film goes back so far. And you, you might say that they go hand in hand, cheek to cheek. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that being said, should we go ahead and move it into the Midnight Double feature? Sure. All right. Well, this is where we go around the panel and we each present two films that relate to our subject of the week. And we talk about why they would make a great double feature and how they're kind of related to each other, if at all. And Michelle, as our guest today, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. All right. So my first pick for my Midnight Double feature is from 1985 and it stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt and Lee Montgomery. And it is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And this uh, army brat who has a very strict dad, and she's a gymnast. She moves to a new place because, you know, they're always traveling. And she meets Helen Hunt, who's a bad girl. They both go to Christian school. Uh And talks her into entering a TV dance contest, kind of like um, it's modeled after MTV, but you're going to be one of the regular dancers on their show. And she has to find a partner. And it's very interesting when a rock and roll, uh, I guess, blue collar family kid you know teams up with her to win this competition right on what are you gonna pair that with i'm gonna pair that with a movie from 1989 starring phoebe cates bridget fonda and annabelle gish and it is this movie shag mm-hmm. and it's um shag is a south carolina native dance oh this isn't the documentary about the carpeting no definitely not okay um yeah and there's a local connection too right yeah they actually filmed uh, several scenes in florence and in pamplico or technically salem where Mm -hmm. i'm from and uh yeah so they had the the local drive-in here lit up and all the classic cars and they filmed the driving scene there but uh it's about three girls who are graduating in what appears to be the 60s or so and One's about to get married to a guy, you know, he's got lots of money, but she's not sure if he's the one. Another one has, you know, crazy ambitions, but they tell their parents they're going to go on an educational tour of Fort Sumter, and instead, they go down to Myrtle Beach during Uh-oh. the Sun Fun Shag Festival. Uh-huh. and The Dirty Myrtle. Yeah, they have a lot of fun. Very good. Thank you. Over to you, Chelsea. Um, so I kind of chose a weird genre of dance horror. Oh, yeah. And both of my movies are from 2018. The first is Suspiria, the remake, uh-huh. which is pretty recent. Uh, Dakota Johnson, Johnson yeah, yeah. Um, which is just bizarre and 
beautiful. It really is. And I, I wouldn't even want to like rate it above or below the original because I think they're two different they're, movies. They're very different. Very, very different. And I'm pairing that with a movie I saw this weekend, or past weekend, uh-huh. called Climax. Oh, okay. Which fucking blew my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it the same director who did Love and uh, Enter the Void? Yeah, uh, Gaspar No. Gaspar No. Yeah, he's a weird dude. This movie was weird as fuck. So speaking of dance horror and Myrtle Beach, on one of my very first (laughs) trips to Myrtle Beach, it was actually, uh, it was a college trip. It wasn't my first. I went into the Freaky Tiki and uh, I was being served underage at the bar and some, let's just say, beach tramp (laughs) came up to me and she's like, we're dancing and pulled me out onto the dance floor and... I got in probably two steps, two moves, and she was like, uh-uh, and just walked off, left me on the floor by myself. Wow. That was horrifying. Sean, what is your double feature? <laughs> um, well, my double feature has a theme, but I'll get to that in a second. The first film is from 1984. It's uh-huh. Breakin'. Breakin', yes. This was directed by Joel Silberg, starring Lucinda Dickey, who was also in Ninja 3... The Resurrection, I think was it, it was called. It was in our, uh, it was in my double feature for our Ninja Movies episode. Mm-hmm. It's about a white girl who becomes fascinated with the uh, breakdance culture yep. and falls in with a uh, African-American dance troupe, kind of dances with them because she wasn't, she she did not get into the school she wanted to, or not really a school. I think it was more like a, uh, a dance company. Okay. And she wanted to get in with them, but it uh, didn't work out. So she's falling in with this... Uh, this dance crew and uh, the low stakes. This is mm-hmm. the, the other funny part about these dance movies. The plot is like the lowest of low stakes. You know, it's like if we don't dance well, we're going to get embarrassed. Right. <laughs> oh, God. No, you got to keep that B-boy cred, though. So they they, they dance head to head with all of the local guys. But mm-hmm. ultimately, the three of them uh, get together and they dance and an audition for the dance company. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a very proper british man who's like oh we can't have this no we will not let that happen and of course they get on stage anyway and everyone's really into it and they love it and ultimately they win and they get the uh, big feature stage show that they were after cool this also features a very young ice t okay <laughs> as rap talker Oh, rap talker. He was Mr. also talker. He was also in uh, breaking. He was also in breaking to electric boogaloo. Yes, he's a DJ and he wears ski goggles for some reason. Perfect. But anyway, I put mention that specifically to pair it with my 1991 film Cool as Ice. Cool as Ice, starring one Vanilla Ice. Oh God! <laughs> this was directed by David Kellogg. David uh, Kellogg has one other movie direct uh, directing credit. Frosted Flakes. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Oh, the Matthew Broderick one? I yes. like that movie. But uh, yeah, this stars Vanilla Ice. And this, of course, is hot on the heels of the success of uh, his his big breakthrough video. And Naomi Campbell's in the opening scene. And that's it? Supermodel Naomi Campbell. Yeah. She's singing. Wow. And Vanilla Ice is backing her up with rap and dance uh-huh. moves. So there's there are three separate dance breaks in this film, beginning, middle, and end. And Vanilla Ice just really shows off his Does stuff. he ever jump like a candle? He does not. <laughs> but uh, he gets stuck in a small town. He falls for the local girl. And he's the bad boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uppity 
country club boyfriend has it in for him and ultimately oh, so it's a fiction movie <laughs> it is okay. fictional and ultimately uh you know he saves the day and the girl sides with him and they live happily ever after i presume and then uh, they flip houses together on you know hgtv or whatever <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, how, he does. that's how that worked out <laughs> anyway so yeah ice is my uh connective that's your, tissue that's your theme i love it all right well my double feature is a pair of films that um the regulator over there she decided to put her foot down and not let me do them for our recast. And I am, of course, talking about <laughs> the well-known duo of movies from the 1990s, from 1990, in fact, Lombada and The Forbidden Dance. So Lombada in 1990 was directed by Joel Silberg. It's got a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. After a long day of teaching entitled high school kids in Beverly Hills, Kevin Laird, played by J. Eddie Peck, likes to spend the evening dancing the lambada at Latin clubs. There he's known by the moniker Blade. And his dance moves have made him a local sensation. Uh, what's more, he tutors some of the club's underprivileged patrons in math. It may all seem innocent enough, but his future is threatened when one of, the, one of his rich students, Sandy, uh, spots him at the club. Now, this film was released simultaneously with the film The Forbidden Dance, and neither was well-received, though Lombada is seen as the better of the two. In fact, the subtitle of Lombada is The Forbidden Dance, and the subtitle of The Forbidden Dance is It's Lombada. An Amazon princess, played by Laura Herring, goes to Los Angeles and tries to save her rainforest by doing the Lombada. Critics, As one does. <laughs> critics also consider The Forbidden Dance to be the worst of the two rival Lombada movies, and the film grossed less than Lombada during its theatrical run. However, years after the release, the film finally found a cult following, especially after continuous reruns on television and being sampled on the album Rainhob du Gueto by pop singer Julie Luz, who everybody loves. And uh, that's my double feature, Lombada and The Forbidden Dance. Thank you, Regulator, for putting your foot down. I would not have been on this episode if those had been the two movies that we were recasting. That's why she regulates. Yeah. Speaking of recasting, it's time to move us into our feature segment, which is The Recast. And this is where we take a predetermined movie and we talk about it a little bit. And then we hypothetically break down who we would recast if it were being remade today. The first film... We rewatched most of it last night, right, baby? Yeah. It's Flashdance from 1983, directed by Adrian Lin. It's got a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is criminally low. No, it's not. <laughs> this movie sucks. Alex Owens, played by the adorable Jennifer Beals, is a beautiful young woman who looks who works a day job in a steel mill and dances in a bar at night. When Alex discovers that her handsome boss, Nick Hurley, played by Michael Nouri, is both interested in her and supportive of her performing career, she renews her efforts to get accepted into a prestigious dance conservatory. Although Alex is frightened of failure, she is cheered on by Nick as well as her mentor, former ballet performer Hannah Long, played by uh, Lilia Scala, who I believe was actually a ballerina back in the day. Um, so before you guys trash on it, Michelle, why do we love this movie? I guess a uh, self-taught ballerina, uh -huh. you know, she struggles, she perseveres, and at the end, she nails it. Right. Especially that one scene where she flies through the air and then does the slide. Mm -hmm. So great. Jennifer Beals is adorable. Yep. And the soundtrack is great. Yep. 
So far, I'm only hearing positive things. That's where it stops. <laughs> I guess for you. She requires a man to save the day. And it features Joe Esterhouse's obsession with exotic dancers. Yep. See, who is that? I'm not familiar with him. He Joe. directed uh, Basic Instinct and Sliver. Showgirls. Show Showgirls. Show the guy is obsessed with, with titties. Maybe he was the writer on those other movies. I get uh, yeah, confused he's... with the... Oh, I can't remember his name, but they're both pervs. But again, it goes back to what I was saying about these low stakes plots of these films. You know, she works hard for the money mm -hmm. at the at the mill. But what about that scene in the restaurant where she takes off the tuxedo top and it's just a like false facade of a shirt? The way she's it. eating that lobster is obscene. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> I think good. I read while I was researching that, she, that the director kept telling her to be sexy and she was only 18. She was like, I don't know what that is. And Michael Nori was like do what you try to shock the director yeah and so that supposedly came from that ah. thoughts chelsea i like this movie um i think you have to put it into context a little bit mm -hmm. it's the 80s um women always needed a man to save them right. in most of those movies but you're also still dealing with something where women are not showcased enough so having something like this mm -hmm. meant a lot to me as a little girl and I think that a little bit of it is uh, a duality. There's a like a duality of feminine nature, like uh, wanting to be independent, but also wanting to be put on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably going to get some some ads on Twitter about that. But that's that's just one observation. All right. Can we talk about one more thing? Yes, absolutely. What about the age difference between Michael Norrie and Jennifer Beale? Now, you said she was 18. I have her at 19, I have 20. Her at 20. I have her at 20. All right. Well, and the he character's was 36. Supposed to be, he was like, 38. Yeah. Oh, well, he's like twice was, her age. I'm she's right. supposed to be 19 in the film. Uh, it, yeah, it's a little creepy. creepy. Yeah. He's got that salt and pepper. <laughs> And the milk and cookie line is very yeah. creepy. Milk and cookies. <laughs> um, so the roles we're recasting. First, we've got Alex Owens, played by Jennifer Beals, who was 20 at the time. Then we've got Nick Hurley, played by Michael Nuri, who was 38. Then we've got Tina Tech, played by Cynthia Rhodes. And you would recognize her from Dirty Dancing. She was Penny in Dirty Dancing. And then Sonny Johnson, playing Jeannie Sabo, the best friend of Alex and uh, really sadly Johnson died from a burst blood vessel in her brain at the age of 30 so right after this movie was done she probably didn't even get to enjoy the success the overwhelming success of this film so uh, let's go ahead and get into recasting sound good yep all right Michelle you're first who's gonna be your Alex Owens all right, so this is kind of difficult, but I was trying to find someone who actually had more dance experience than Jennifer Beale did when she filmed the original movie. And I went with Maddie Ziegler, who is actually from Dance Moms, and mm -hmm. she also is the featured dancer in most of Sia's videos, mm -hmm. and that's how she's most well-known. Right. And Chelsea has some feelings 18. about Maddie Ziegler. She's actually 18. I don't have feelings about Maddie Ziegler. She was under contract to do that fucking awful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie, I have, movie, it, was, it was a full movie, wasn't it? Yeah. I have feelings about Sia. Okay. So <laughs> I, I too went with actors and actresses that had dance experience. Okay. And this actress was in Transformers something last night or something. I don't know. It's a Mark Wahlberg about one. About last night. 
something like that. I don't know. Some a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Instant family, but most people would know her from Dora the Explorer. Yeah. I went with Isabella Merced. Sounds good. I saw her on a list of people who are in the age range myself. I like it. Sean, how about you? Who's your pick for Alex Owens? I went with an actress who's been dancing since age three, and she's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, nice. which is where the film was set. So I thought that was kind of key. Um, she is uh, in the film Running From My Roots. She was in The Lies I Tell Myself. Uh, actually, that's in post-production. She was in I Am Mortal, and her name is Naya Sue. Okay. Right on. Naya Sue. Kind of uh, mi mixed race looking a little bit too, which face value for what that's worth. And Sean, you travel a lot for work. Do you, um, have you ever been to Pittsburgh? Yes. Is there cool shit there? Yeah. I just think the name really turns people away. No, there's some like really Cleveland. cool. There's a, there's a brewery that's built in a church. Okay. That's really cool. There is uh, there are a lot of really cool museums. The Andy Warhol Museum. The Andy Warhol, yeah. the Andy Warhol Museum is in there. It's one of my Isn't, favorites. Um, <laughs> my pick for Alex Owens is 19 now. She's in The Sleepover. She was on the sitcom Mr. Iglesias. And she's in Nickelodeon's Ho Ho Holiday Special. Her name is Cree Cicino. Cree Cicino is my pick for Alex Cree Cicino. She's very pretty. And I don't know that she has any dance experience whatsoever. But that's great. We're just gonna it's gonna be a fish out of water story. Well that they'll just deep fake her right. face onto somebody yes. else. On to Jennifer Beals. There you go. All right. Next we've got the role of Nick Hurley, played by Michael Nury. He was 38. Michelle, who did you decide on for this? Um, I had to do some research for this. I think I picked a little bit younger than actually um Michael Nury was when he filmed it. But I went with Theo James. He's an English actor, probably most well known for the Divergent series. Uh huh. And I went with him. He's got a, you know, professional kind of he could definitely pull off a businessman or a business owner. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Chelsea. My actor was in Twenty One Jump Street, uh Foxcatcher. Mm -hmm. Magic Mike. Yep. Channing Tatum. Dance Ooh. movies. Nice. Good Sean. call. Good call. Your pick? Um, I went with a 38-year-old actor who was born in Germany and grew up in France, Switzerland, and the U.S. So I thought he had the worldly, wise nature of a businessman, like you said. Um, he was in American Horror Story 1984. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in Christopher and His Kind. He was in Resistance. And he is currently in The Last Kingdom, his name is Alexander Draymond. Alexander Draymond. All right. My pick for Nick Hurley is 38 now. And he's got some really solid credits. He was in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, <laughs> Courtney and Chloe Take Miami. Oh, Jesus. And Cocktails with Chloe and some <laughs> other bullshit like that. His name is Scott Disick. Uh, oh. I think Scott Disick. I think you'll find it's Lord. Yeah. He's a lord. No, he's a lord. There's jokes that he acts and believes. He really you know. no. He really did. He went. I don't know. They went to Europe and he like paid to become a lord. A well, title. I mean that's perfect. <laughs> so he can lord his yeah. uh, employment over exactly over Alex. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So <clears throat> next up, we've got the role of Tina Tech, and very pretty, but so insecure. 
Is he going to call? Do you think he's going to call? Of course he'll call. Why wouldn't he? Is he going to call? You know, that's most of her dialogue is asking about if a man is going to call. She was played by Cynthia Rhodes, who was 27. And Michelle, your pick. All right. So um, I went with someone uh, a little un unusual um, who I wasn't familiar with prior, but um, I went with, and I hope I pronounced her last name correctly, Zoe Dutch. Deutsch. Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch. Um, she's yeah, the, she's Leah Thompson's yep. daughter with the director Howard Deutsch. Indeed, she and is. And she won probably her most well-known uh, popular film. And she's also a director and producer in her own right as mm -hmm. well, not just an actress. But Zombieland 2, Double mm -hmm. Tap. Yeah, so that's probably what she's, like I said, the most popular thing that she's been in as far as an actress. And that's what I want with. She's great. Uh, we're big fans here in the Chop Shop of Zoe Deutsch. And over to you, Chelsea. So, Cynthia's a really beautiful dancer. Mm -hmm. Legs for days. For days. For days. And I wanted to emulate that with somebody who can dance and has legs for days. I went with Zendaya. Yeah. Nice. I totally know how to pronounce her name. I like you, Sean? I like that one. Um, I went with an actress slash dancer slash singer slash songwriter. Um, she, is, she was in Arrow on CW. She was in the TV series, The Stand. She was in Maze Runner. And she is currently, or no, she was in Shadowhunters on Freeform. That's where it is. Her name is Catherine McNamara. A little bit of face value uh -huh. as well. Indeed. All right. I went a similar route. Um, my actress is 26 now. Uh, she's in The Miracle Season, The Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir. And she knows how to wear a costume because she's on... The boys, her name is Erin Moriarty. Good call. A shocker. Erin Moriarty. A lot of face value on that one. Next, we've got our final role for this film, and it's going to be Jeannie, Jeannie Sabo, uh, who um, is, at least through portions of the film, the girlfriend of our wannabe comedian Cook. Oh, God. That was horrible. Unbearable. It was unbearable. All right, so uh, Michelle, who is your pick for Jeannie? All right, so for Jeannie, I picked Sarah Highland from mm. Modern Family. She's, you know, now a, a, a fully grown young woman mm -hmm. and a decent actress, and I thought she would be good. And, yeah. I like it. She's 30 now as well. Cool deal. I keep up with how old she is. Uh, Chelsea. That's really <laughs> fucking strange. Um, my actress mostly does television. Um, she was in one movie, Slender Man. Okay. Uh, she was on The Affair. She was in a show called Bunheads, which is all about ballet dancers with ah. Sutton Foster. Oh, I get it. Bunheads. And I thought it, they were really into cinnamon rolls. She is a, a classically trained ballerina. Her name is Julia Goldani Tellis. 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 I think is what we said. All right. <laughs> Julia Goldani Tellis. Yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> all right so my actress is 30 years old uh she was in philadelphia pennsylvania which is not pittsburgh but close enough for the purpose She's of in this the movie recast. philadelphia no don't go there and uh she got her start touring on the national tour of annie so she has a lot of stage uh stuff going mm -hmm. on uh she's been on broadway for many years uh she was in uh derailed she was in odd thomas she was in Stand Up Guys and Fallen, but we all know her for punching and fucking. Her name is Addison Timlin. 
Yes, sir. I uh, agree with you 100% because I also went with Addison yes! Timlin. <laughs> right on. So uh, any final thoughts on the movie? Um, I think, yes, Michelle. All right. So I want to talk about the use of body doubles in this movie. Okay, right on. So there were three different body doubles. All right. So one was a lady named Maureen Jahan, and she never received credit for her work for the dancing scenes. Well, she is and now. And she... Well, in the movie credits at the end oh, of the wow. movie. Okay. And she had signed her contract prior and they told her verbally that they would include her and then they did not, but the dog was credited and she wasn't. That was a really cute dog though. It was, yeah. Grunt. Okay. So um, then there was um, Sharon Shapiro and she was the gymnast that did the leaping um, move in the finale mm-hmm. audition um, dance scene that we that you were talking about at the very start of the show. And the most interesting one I thought, and I thought this was crazy, I did not know about this. I knew that there were women body doubles for sure prior, like when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. This guy named Richard Crazy Legs Colon <laughs> did the breakdancing moves in the final rehearsal or final yes. audition because the other body doubles could not do it. Right. They weren't strong enough. So he was 16. They have him don a wig and a leotard. And at one point, you can see all of a sudden Jennifer Beale has a bulge. Jennifer. Oh, so she's. <laughs> I gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yes, um, she's a man, baby. Yeah. 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 Forget man eater. Yeah. She's a man. Um, very briefly in that, in that part. But yeah, they weren't strong enough, I guess, with the upper body strength to actually do the breakdancing moves. More like crazy three legs yeah but his nickname he's, a, he's actually a famous breakdancer and his nickname is he goes by crazy legs all right so i think that that about wraps us up on that right mm-hmm. on flash dance and with that we're going to head into intermission but not before we say let us all go to the lobby let us all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some milk and cookies <laughs> And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM, The Shop, with Travisito, the brew boss, and me, Chelsea, the regulator, where we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies. All morning morning long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah. hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling, 
Woo! If you miss this event, you suck! Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger... Trontastic Ron! I'm gonna rip his face off! Woo! And the defending champ... Little Thanos! You ain't got nothing, brother! I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition! So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemachopshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. All right, welcome back, Chop Choppers. Thank you for bearing with us during intermission. And when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do, Sean? Beer check-ins. And what do you have for us today, sir? Um, it's off theme, but uh, it is you know right at the head of summertime. Way to dance around the issue. It's called Summer Break. <laughs> yes. From Sierra Nevada. This is a session hazy IPA. Uh-huh. Four and- p- 4.6%. And some some of our listeners probably do get a summer break. Some people do get summer breaks. I do not. And so you're a little salty about it. You want, you want some salt on the rim? There's a little salt in this beer <laughs> for sure. And the 2021 movie marathon is where throughout the calendar year, we try to watch as many movies as we can. The goal being 365. And then we check them in here on the show with the hashtag uh, 2021 movie marathon. I also put mine on... My Twitter, that's Travis G. Allen. Sean? I'm a windowless van. That's true. And Chelsea does not put hers on the internet. I put it on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. Yes, we're also on there. Check us out on there. As of this recording, it is the 155th day of the year. I'm on 155. I'm on 190. 229. Michelle? Um, I guess my number's the same as yours because I get to watch a lot of your movies. <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, Chelsea, what's your first check-in this week? I have never seen this film, and I regret that I did not see it until now, but it's from 2018, Black Panther. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was fucking great. Uh, rest in peace it. and I've rest in power, it. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, the best super... I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. Best superhero flick I've ever seen. Yeah, I liked that one as well. And they are working on a sequel. I believe it's called Wakanda Forever, right? Yes. All right. Sean, what is your first check-in for the week? Um. Oh, God. I'm going to check in Wrath of Man. This is the new Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie reuniting with Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Soulless going through the motions it's obvious that guy Ritchie gains no joy from directing anymore the fact that they reunited with statham makes it even more apparent and it left me wanting to watch snatch in lock it's it's very rote it's like a bunch Mm -hmm. of grunting males doing their heist thing and it lacks any of the cool creative camera work the and charm that his early films had yeah there's none of that there's and i say joy there's no joy in this mm-hmm. movie uh all right so my turn my first check-in is going to be number 150 and it is called spiral from the book of saw 
My review, I didn't much care for the Saw movies, and I didn't really like this, but I liked it better than the Saw movies. <laughs> the one uh, redeeming quality of the film is that it stars Chris Rock, and he's basically playing Danny Glover from Lethal, Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit. Uh, a grizzled cop, but he's also... There's other things that tie it into the to the plot of the movie that I don't want to give away in case anybody out there is looking forward to this. But yeah, that's my review of Spiral. My next check-in is from 2021. It's a documentary. It's called The Last Cruise. Oh, you told me about this, I think. Yeah, it's about the Diamond Princess cruise ship. That... I thought it was about Ted Cruz going to Cancun. <laughs> You're right. About the cruise ship that set sail from Japan mm -hmm. when the when pandemic hit. And then they couldn't get off the boat. Yeah. That that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare it, scenario. It really was. It's I mean, like the, the all-you-can-eat buffet can only last so long. Well, they they couldn't leave their rooms. They were being brought uh -huh. like bag lunches, I guess. Who got to bring them the bag lunches? They got out of their rooms. The staff. Yeah, I mean, watch there. their stories. And that's yeah, fucking it, horrific. Their stories are really sad because these are people who are these are. This is a huge opportunity for them because where they come from money was right yeah scarce. and now they're not making tips and they're working twice as long okay. it, it's terrible so it's kind of tragic yeah yeah uh i watched stereo tile 3b of a c-a-e-e -E educational mosaic <laughs> what this is david cronenberg's first movie oh it's a bizarre mockumentary about an institution dedicated to the study of telepathy Okay. It's low key and it's bizarre. Is it it's, good though? No. It, okay. It, it, but if you're a completist like mm -hmm. me, it helps to know all of Cronenberg's work going into it. And you can kind of see, oh, I kind of see what he's doing there, but it's, it's weird. Kind of like that uh, early George Lucas movie with Robert Duvall. Uh, even more uh, puts you to sleep. Okay. Because there is no dialogue amongst no. the actors it's, just it's all narration. narrated so you're kind of you really feel like you're watching an educational film okay it's weird that sounds crazy um so i'm gonna skip over to my third one because i believe the middle one you're also talking about right chelsea mm -hmm. all right so i'm gonna talk about cruella the new uh spinoff of 101 Dalmatians. Uh, no spoilers. He watched starring, it without me. <laughs> starring Emma Stone. And I won't spoil anything, but I will say it was a well-made, well-cast, and stylized origin story. And also, I thought that Paul Walter Hauser with a British accent was fucking hilarious. And the soundtrack's good, too. Nice. And Chelsea, what's your next one? My last check-in is also from 2021. It's called Plan B. Oh, th this is a documentary, too. <laughs> it's not. I loved this movie, and that's why I'm going to piggyback on on what you say about it. Go. Um, it's two girls who throw a party. One of them has sex for the first time mm -hmm. and discovers she needs to get the Plan B pill. Except? Hitch, they live in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And there's a morality clause in which pharmacists can deny selling Plan B pill. The conscience clause. Yeah. I got a, a couple of things because I was born mm -hmm. and raised in South Dakota. Nobody is as fucking cool as they are in South Dakota. Okay. At all. Right. There are too many cool people in this movie for it to be Way in South Dakota. too many. <laughs> did, um, did you notice the pharmacist was Jay from the Brooklyn yes. Wizard crew? <laughs> Second Jay, thing, na, 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 na. there is not that much diversity in South Dakota. Okay. At all. It's totally 
whitewashed and i'll tell you a story off i've mic noticed that there's afterwards. no black people on mount rushmore <laughs> uh, yeah um i liked this movie a lot. oh i loved it i, I loved it laughing my ass off while i stood in my living room the way i watch movies and uh what did i what did i say i said um exactly the insane raunchy coming of age teen buddy road trip romp we all need right now please more from director Natalie Morales. I believe this is her feature film debut as a director. I'm going to check in Seance. Okay. Now, you were mentioning something about this Wednesday. Remind me. Uh, this is a 2021 film. It's Mean Girls 2.0 with a scary twist. 3.0. There was already a Mean Girls well, 2. Okay. But uh, it takes place in a boarding school for girls, okay. and supposedly it's haunted, and girls are dying, and they're trying to blame it on the ghost. And Okay. I guess the whodunit in two tries. Um, it's passable entertainment, uh, but uh, not mind blowing. You know, the major. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. You I loved it. it. See, I. I thought it was a lot of fun. I well, thought. I thought the atmosphere was fun, but uh, in terms of what they were doing, I was just like, yeah. Well, it, where it fell apart for Sean was when they were making the ghosts pay astronomical tuition. Right. <laughs> All right. So, what do we think of this beer? It's a good crushable yeah. IPA because it's low ABV. It's it is um, sessionable. Yes. All right. Do you guys know what next week's episode is? <laughs> the movies of Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy movies. So I do have a sneak preview question and answer for this coming week's trivia. In addition to being an actress, she's also an author. How old was Ali Sheedy when she wrote the best-selling book "She Was Nice to Mice"? Seventy-seven. Chelsea. Seventeen. Michelle. Thirty-seven. And the right answer is 12 years old. Wow. She's 12 years old. Child author. <laughs> All right. That brings us into the second part of our feature segment, which is the recast continued. do si do. Yes. Pas de do. The two-step. <laughs> um, it's called Save the Last Dance, and I enjoyed this to a surprising degree. Um, I felt like it was, oh, yes, this is the inverse flash dance. All right? Because you've got... A girl from an upper crust family. Uh, uh, she's a, a white from a white collar family. She is a former ballerina, and she's now being thrust into this fish out of water situation where she is uh, picking up hip hop dancing skills and also like uh, being the only white girl in an all black high school, the whitest white girl. Now in Flashdance, we already talked about it. But we've got a blue collar welder who does burlesque and uh, she wants to get to that other level as a ballerina. In Save the Last Dance, directed by Thomas Carter, it's got a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sarah, played by Julia Stiles, is moved from a small Midwestern town to the south side of Chicago when her mother dies in a car accident and must live with her father. She soon falls for African-American teenager Sean Patrick Thomas at her new high school and has less than an idyllic past. Oh, he has less than an idyllic past. They share a love for dance, ballet, and hip-hop, respectively, and together they tackle the problems that go with an interracial relationship. I mentioned, I chuckled when I said American teenager because Sean Patrick Thomas was 31 in this role. 
<laughs> which is pretty crazy. So I saw it for the first time. I liked it better than I thought I would. What do you guys think about this movie? Um, Julia Stiles is one of the most wooden actresses uh-huh. around. And, and dancers. And try, and seeing her trying to do hip hop yeah. is laughable. Yeah. I, there, I thought it was supposed to be funny. Well, at the beginning... I like the storyline, but yeah, she and supposedly she had some dance training prior to this. She uh-huh. said she had to get in shape for it, but um, she is very stiff as a dancer, mm-hmm. and her acting skills are okay. Carrie, well, Carrie Washington was adorably she, cute. She, she really still is. is. She, I mean, still is. She but... is a, a great actress. <laughs> she um, was not as chiseled as she is now. She still had a little baby fat mm-hmm. on her face. Um, so. Uh, once again, Julia Stiles is 20, playing Sarah Johnson. Sean Patrick Thomas is 31, playing Derek Reynolds. Uh, Carrie Washington, playing his sister, Chenille, and she was 24 at the time. And then we've got Malachi, the uh, bad influence, the not-so-idyllic past they were referring to in the description, um, played by Fredro Starr, which is, <laughs> if that's not his his given name, I'm... I'm going to be disappointed. Um, and then finally, the dad, Roy, played by Terry Kinney. And she's had an estranged relationship with her father because he's a trumpet player, uh, a musician, much like... We all know that trumpet players make bad fathers. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell in in yeah. uh, Swing Shift was a trumpet player. <laughs> Nobody wanted to have a baby with him. Uh, Terry Kinney was 47. Michelle, who is your pick for the role of Sarah? So I decided to kind of turn this one or flip it around a little bit. And so Sarah and my ideal is Zendaya. Mm. I picked her. And yeah, I I think I'm going to, you know, she has to move to a small Midwestern town. Ah, okay. And so it's going to be a little bit different, but that's where where I'm headed with my picks. She's going to study flip hop dancing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and Chelsea, your pick for Sarah. Uh, I made sure this person had, you know, no dance experience. Okay, because you want it to be awkward. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> is it is it Julia Louis-Dreyfus? <laughs> no. <laughs> she was in Mad Men and Sabrina, The mm. Chilling Adventure. Shout out to Joey Poole. I went with Kiernan Shipka. Kiernan Shipka. All right. Oh, the 19-year-old actress from Columbia, South Carolina. What? 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 Yes. Um, she is uh, in The Sleepover. She's in Dead to Me. And she was in the live-action adaptation of Kim Possible. And she has quite a face value. Uh, her name is Sadie Stanley. How old did you say she is? Sadie Stanley. I have her at 19 years old. She's pretty. My actress is also 19. She was in Let Us In, The Goldbergs, and The Sleepover. Her name is Sadie Sa- Sadie Stanley. I'm feeling you. I'm Sadie feeling you. Stanley. <laughs> You're in my brain, dude. Yep. All right. Next up, we've got Derek Reynolds. He wants to be a doctor. He's got a little bit of a troubled past, and he's one of the smartest guys in school. And he loves to dance at a club called Steps. When they first introduced the idea, I thought they were saying it was an after-school club where they do step dancing. And that's not the case. Um, but, Michelle, who's your pick for uh, Derek? Ah, well, um, I picked Derek Hugh from Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Huff. Huff, thank you. <laughs> Derek Huff? 
Yeah, it's H-O-U-G-H. Now, on Dancing with the Stars, you'll have to forgive my ignorance, but it's people who are not traditionally dancers dancing paired with people who are dancers? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And so is he the one who is a dancer? He is a dancer. Okay. All right. Right on. A very good one. Good deal. And Chelsea, your pick? Uh, I did not change the ages because I want this to be awkward as Uh hell. Uh, my actor was in Black Panther, uh-huh. Creed, Fantastic yes. Four. I went with Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan nice. is great. Fruitvale Station, if you haven't seen that. That was the thing that first put him on my radar. Sean, who's your pick for Derek Reynolds? Uh, my actor is uh, 29 years old. He's an actor and a musician. He was in The Wire. Mm-hmm. He was in Fear the Walking Dead. And it's funny you guys were talking about Zendaya. Uh, he did. He was on the soundtrack for Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Unsolved: The Murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. His name is Maestro Harrell. Okay, Maestro right Harrell. My pick for Derek is 26 now, so I kind of went in the middle. Um, but he he does have kind of a young look. He was in the movie Dope about like 1980s hip hop. He's in. Wu-Tang, an American saga, and also TV show The Get Down, where he played Shaolin Fantastic. His name is Shamik Moore. I love nice. Shamik Moore. Our next role is the role of Chenille, played by Kerry Washington in a pretty early sighting, a pretty early Kerry Washington sighting. She was just 24 at the time. And it's so weird because Thursday I was at Seminar, SeminarBrewing.com, and oh my God, what was on... Oh, friends, this is topical. You know, there's been a lot of backlash recently about the lack of diverse casting in Friends, the original series, and the reunion. But in this episode, Carrie Washington's on it, and she makes out with... Joey? No, she makes out with Greg Kinnear. Oh. Yeah, so I was like, uh, case dismissed. Uh, So, Chenille, Carrie Washington, 24, Michelle? All right, so of course, because in the movie... You have the brother and sister. I went with Derek Hoff. How do you say it? Huff. It's a Huff. Huff. Okay. Um, his sister, who's also dancing with the stars, and also she starred in Footloose, Juliana Huff. Yeah. Ah, Juliana Huff. Yes, and she's also a well-known dancer. Very cool. We're going to see how well they can act when they're not supposed to be able to dance. My picks. <laughs> Sounds good. Innovative. Chelsea? My actress was in The Hate You Give the Darkest Minds, The Hunger Games. I'm going to butcher her name. Amandala Stenberg? Steenberg. That was it. That was it. Amandala Stenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was Rue in The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's good. Yeah. And Sean, your pick. Um, I went with a 24-year-old actress. Mm-hmm. She was born in uh, Norway. Speaking of 13 Reasons Why, she was in 13 Reasons Why. Uh, she was in Ray Donovan. She was in Casual and 68 Kill. There's a lot of face value. Her name is Alicia Bow. Alicia Bow. Um, should I just go and you can do the rest of my picks? <laughs> yes! Did you really get his pick again? That's three. Three. Yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> we're just that good. And we're saving time also. <laughs> This is true. Um, All right, next we've got uh, the bad boy, Malachi. He just got out of juvie, and he's already thugging. Uh, Gets in a fight in the club his first night out. 
uh, always trying to drag Derek back into the the not so savory side of things. And Michelle, who was your pick for Malachi? I went with Harry Styles. I could see him playing like a skeezy um, bad boy slash possibly uh-huh. you know dealing drugs on the side. Yeah, totally. Did you he's decide grow- that on the way over here when we heard watermelon sugar? No, actually I picked that earlier. But he's gonna have like one of those pencil thin like um, almost not quite a mustache mustaches uh-huh. or in goatee kind of deal. Yeah. Okay. I like it. This is gonna be a crazy remake, Michelle. <laughs> Chelsea, who did you go with for Malachi? So I was looking up the age range for the actor and I came across this guy and he was in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift and mm-hmm. I was like fucking sold. I'm there. Uh and he was also in or going to be in Fast and the Furious 9. Okay. Plays Twinkie. Um he was also <laughs> in Big Mama's House, scary movie like Mike. His name is uh Shad Moss. Shad Moss. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Sean, who did you go with? I went a little older because when I saw this actor, I said, oh, I know who I'm recasting. He's 36 years old. He was in Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stoppin'. And he was in Joker. Mm-hmm. He was in Disjointed. But you'll know him from Saturday Night Live. It's Chris Red. Chris Red is great. Nice. All right. Well, my... Um, the, the original actor, Fredro Starr, is primarily known as a rapper. Uh, he was part of the group Onyx back mm-hmm. in the 90s. Ooh, I love he was. Slam. And Just so my actor slash rapper is 21 now. And speaking of the, the Fast franchise, he was in The Fate of the Furious. His name is NBA Youngboy. NBA Youngboy. Now, I do have a question for our all-Caucasian panel. What do you think... NBA in his name stands for Masters of Business Administration. NBA. Oh, I stand corrected. I have no clue. Never broke again. <laughs> that actually, oh, I, I like it. it. I like it. But I, I want to say I, I read. I think that the original actor who played Malachi also wrote the theme song to the movie and performed it. Oh, that's sad. Um. <laughs> I, I cannot confirm or deny that, but it's it sounds ballad, plausible. Yeah. Yeah, with like a hip hop groove, yeah. All right, we got one more. And that is the Faja, Roy, who she exclusively refers to as Roy throughout the film. Yeah. I can't say I'll blame her, though. Uh, played by Terry Kinney, who was 47. And he is a founding member of the Steppenwolf Theater Company, along with Gary Sinise and nice. Bill Paxton, people like that. Cool. Uh, so, Michelle, who did you pick for Roy? Well, so it's going to be in my picks Zendaya's dad. So I went with Sterling K. Brown. From, oh, yeah. From This Is Us, who you know he can play some drama when need be. He's great. Yeah, he is very great. Have you seen him in the new ca- the Cascade commercial? <laughs> Have you seen it, Sean? No. Is okay, it a laundry we, soap commercial? Well, it's dishwasher okay. soap, but you know, um, they have already have one. It's an older couple talking about we do it every night. Yeah. Oh, and this okay. is Sterling K. Brown, and he's talking all sexy. He's like, well, are we talking about doing it? Anyway, it's, it's very suggestive, but yeah. really cute. I like and it. And yeah, but that's who my pick is for Roy Johnson. Hmm. I like that for the same reasons that I like you, because you're suggestive and cute. Oh. Chelsea, who's your pick? I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but the last time I did see it, I always thought of Roy as like 
creepy. Okay. Like I, there's something I'm just like. He does come off as creepy in the movie a little bit. I'm sleazy. It's the five o'clock shadow. Creeped out, and he's so cold, and mm. so I wanted somebody that could do creepy, but like maybe add a little comedy, so it's not as uncomfortable. So I went with Joe McHale. Joe McHale. <laughs> I, like I would agree with that creepy, but yeah. a little bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> I buy it. Sean, when I saw this guy's face, I said, "I know how I'm recasting." Uh-huh. He's 52 years old. It's pure face value. Uh-huh. Um, he was in Role Models. Uh, he was in Medical Police. He was in Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. He was in Children's Hospital. He's one of the co-founders and co-stars of the MTV sketch comedy show The State. I went with David Wayne. David Wayne. Yeah. Awesome. He looks just like it. I can see it. Uh, but my actor is 52 now as well. Uh, he's in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Moon, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jojo Rabbit, and he loves to dance. His name is Sam Rockwell. Sammy Rocks. Hey, wasn't he in that uh, Chuck Barris movie? Yes, he was. <laughs> he does have, a, um, I was reading, he does have some dance training and a dance past um, Sam Rockwell. That's why he probably dances in every movie. Not every movie, but the a vast ma- majority of them. of them. If he doesn't dance, then I'm disappointed. Me I give too. it a lower rating if he doesn't dance. Yep. That's half a star right there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, final thoughts on Save the Last Dance? I Okay. So, not for the dancing, but I think for some of the racial things Uh, the social messages yeah a hundred percent you should watch i also don't think that you could make this movie today no you can't it loses a lot of its impact and relevance Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, because of the time that it was set in (coughs) also not in the dialogue but in the lyrics of the music that they listen to a lot of n-bombs a lot of n-bombs uh which i made me a little bit uncomfortable all right so it's time for our bonus segment which is going to be a battle royale between the following Hugh Dancy, Charles Dance, or the Dave Matthews Band Fire Dancer. <laughs> Michelle, you get to go first as our guest. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Hugh Dance. All right. The Darcy, is it Dar- Hugh Dancy? Dancy, yes. Hugh Dancy. And what do we know him from, Michelle? Oh, I'm trying to remember. We- Was he on Hannibal? Ah, uh, yes, he was, actually. The, he is on Hannibal. He's married to Claire Danes. Okay. Oh. I'm not sure if he was still married to her or they divorced. So it's Claire Danes Dancy. I like it. Uh, who's your pick, Chelsea? <laughs> who's, who's, the, who's the other guy? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Charles is. Dance. Yeah. The um, the Lannister oh, father. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's quite evil. Ooh, wow. I guess I'll go with him. Okay. <laughs> like I just I, you know, I give no credit to Dave Matthews whatsoever. <laughs> um yeah, the the the, the Lannister guy's pretty menacing and uh-huh. he's he's deadly, but uh I got one for you. He's coming out of uh, out of the audience, he's coming down the ramp. Yes. It's legendary television fisherman Bill Dance. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Me neither. Does he have a beard? No. Or flannel? Oh, I'm thinking of Al from Tool Time. Look up Bill Dance. Um, So for frequent listener of the show, friend of ours for uh, Laura, I'm going with the Dave Matthews Band Fire Dancer. Woo! All right. So with that, we want to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, I want to thank the guests. Michelle, thank you for being here. 
You're welcome. I said that er earlier to her and she's like, never again. (laughs) Is there anything you want to plug? Summer vacation. Summer Summer break. break. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea, thank you for being here and doing what you do. Anything you want to plug? Trivia. Trivia is rocking and rolling. We had 11 teams for two weeks in a row. We're going to try to keep that trend going. Also, now I need Marco's help. (laughs) Uh, And also, I want to thank the engineer, my co-host and co-producer, Sean. Anything you want to plug, sir? I don't think I have any plugs. All right. Well, I will say that um, upcoming at the brewery, SeminarBrewing.com, and on their social media, look out for an event that we're participating in called Shot and a Chaser, and it's an incentive for people to get vaccinated. I'm not sure the exact details, but it involves showing some documentation and getting a free beer. Uh, And so be on the lookout for that soon. And we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We are online on podbean.com. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter and Facebook and Gmail. Also, Untapped, U-N-T-A-P-P-D. That's where we'll check in this beer because I remember every week. And also, we've got a few episodes up on YouTube for, um, for special viewing Cinema Chop Shop podcast on youtube finally farewell to you the listeners the chop shoppers make sure that you are doing your best to get the vaccine and if not then you should still be wearing a mask and also tell people you love them remember watch chop retrofit take a bow